Hello and welcome to the podcast series, which looks to discuss and walk you through the journey that every global organization needs to travel to achieve a meaningful digital transformation. This is episode five. I'm Forrest Lewis, and I'll be your host as we continue to guide you on this journey towards the renewable enterprise. Back with us for today's cast is global digital transformation expert Elizabeth Spontoni, SAP Head of Operations and Group Offer Leader for Digital Core with SAP S4 HANA at Capgemini. Elizabeth, very good to have you with us again. Thank you, Forrest. Looking forward to our new conversation on SAP Platforms Innovation. So... In our first few episodes, we've discussed the business-driven transformation, how Capgemini builds a unique and customized architecture framework, the risks and opportunities associated with designing new business processes, touching on a few key industries as examples along the way, and unlocking kind of data intelligence uh, to drive innovation. And now, looking ahead to our renewable enterprise journey, we arrive at our next stopover the intelligent enterprise, uh, which if I understand this correctly, is about reinvigorating SAP landscapes, leveraging your digital core through digital innovation, enabling technologies like AI, ML, analytics, uh, IoT, blockchain, uh, customer experience, and supply chain. So my first question is this, how is software as a service or SAAS, used to create or help organizations deliver that standout customer experience? And what broader role does an intelligent enterprise play in an organization's journey to becoming uh, this renewable enterprise? So what we call intelligent enterprise is in fact one who extends its ERP processes to increase their impact through potentially three different mechanisms. The first one is a better user experience. The second one is a better connection and understanding of your end customers. And the third one is a higher visibility of the relevant events happening outside the organization and their correlation with internal impact they have. Obviously, the best results are achieved when you combine all three. You don't have to pick and choose. Software as a service solutions, as well as cloud and native custom applications, play a key role to achieve these three objectives. So staying with software and platform as a service and the leveraging uh, of software as a service applications to help support enterprise resource planning processes, how specifically is this impacting the core operational components of a large organization? Most software-as-a-service solutions provide a much better user experience. The tile style and look and feel as replace the typical ERP flat transaction screens with thousands and thousands of fields. Solutions such as SuccessFactors, Ariba, Concord are usually much easier to use and mobile-enabled, making it very easy to perform business tasks. The approach to these solutions is not very different from the one we recommended on S4HANA. But the concept of keeping these clean and according to standard best practices, you remember we talked about this in one of the past episodes, is even more important here, as you cannot really touch the software at all. Again, extensions to these 
can be developed in SAP Cloud Platform, which has also a key role in integrating these SaaS solutions with S4HANA. An employee ID in SuccessFactors has to be reflected in S4 and associated with a cost center, for instance, or labor cost posting. Or product catalogs in Ariba need to have corresponding entries in the material master of S4 to manage the inbound logistics. One of our multinational oil and gas clients has been able to harmonize and centralize its procurement process across multiple entities and geographies, exactly using the combination of Ariba, SubCloud Platform, and S4HANA. As a result, they have cut by half their supplier qualification lead time. There are two key success factors to keep in mind with software-as-a-service solutions. The first one is making sure that business users change their daily practices and adopt the ones proposed by the product. And the second one is making sure that the frequent software releases are managed both in terms of integration architecture and user productivity. Remember that with software as a service solutions, it is the software vendor that pushes product versions in your organization. You cannot really decide whether or not you implement the new features that are released. So on the first one, you have to provide mechanisms that help users adopt and remain effective when performing their daily tasks. Our enablement as a service offering has been designed exactly for this purpose. In combination with our design by exception approach, these fully address the first challenge. On the second one, we have designed an approach to operations based on DevOps that fully integrates our application operation offer called ADM Next Best Practices into application development work to ensure smooth lifecycle management of software as a service application and their integration. So making a lateral movement uh, across from that, how does Capgemini develop the innovation? Um, and how do companies then leverage the data extracted uh, from any number of outcomes that, that helps them to positively increase workforce productivity and, and enable the de delivery of more powerful experience to their customers uh, and drive demand for their products? When we build innovation, we focus not only on enhancing user experience, but also on improving the connection with customers and capturing external events that increase visibility and allow enterprises to better organize their internal processes. So when talking about a better understanding and connection with end customers, we obviously talk about all the customer experience products like C4HANA Suite that are designed to take care of customer journeys. But not only, new digital services can be ideated and developed in subcloud platform to complement this and provide a direct connection with consumers. We have developed one, for instance, to allow a grocery store client to ask a bot running on a mobile app in his device 
about the sweetness of a grape that he or she is seeing in the store. Here we start to see how intelligent enterprise solutions allow changing business models. In this example, we see the move from a business to business, the grape producer to the retailer, to a business to business to consumer model, the grape producer directly to the customer of the retailer. And this brings the incredible opportunity to also get inputs from consumers and use these to enhance products and services, like this mobile app, to increase revenues. So there is a third way of extending ERP processes on top of improving user experience and better connecting with your customers. The most radical one, that is to capture external events that can influence your business and pair them with internal processes that can address these. Think, for example, on how Internet of Things and blockchain technologies can help supply chain visibility and quality assurance. Just two examples here. By detecting the position of inbound transports of components through IoT data flows coming from the trucks, and by matching this with inbound logistic transactions into the ERP, a global auto manufacturing client has been able to organize its manufacturing process to have zero stock of components. Huge financial benefits here. A second example is a use case we have developed for food and healthcare clients and that SAP has certified as Leonardo Accelerator. By scanning with an infrared device, a food item or a drug, you can identify key quality parameters at each step in the supply chain, executed by all the different partners that are involved. You can then collect this IoT data in a cloud data lake and use blockchain to certify those from origin to final destination. Think how important this is, for instance, in a COVID-19 situation we are now. So data is really the fuel for intelligent enterprise solutions. Especially external data are the game changer for enterprises who want to take advantage of servitization and change their business from selling products to selling services or even outcomes. But you ask how we do all this? Key ingredients. Design thinking is the approach to develop innovation with our clients. And we use all our assets here. Use cases we have developed to show the art of possible with intelligent technologies. Architecture frameworks like our MPSA, multi-pillar as for HANA architecture, to translate use cases into working integrated end-to-end -end solutions across as for HANA, subcloud platform, and other cloud platforms. Our renewable insights framework that helps getting the best out of internal and external data from data trust, actionable analytics enabled by artificial intelligence. During these sessions, we focus on the five dimensions that enable innovation. The ecosystem of vendors and partners, the environment, 
that is the organizational units involved, the leadership that is committing to innovation, the culture and mindset of employees to support that vision, and the methodology that helps translating ideas into concrete products or services. That's great. So moving on from kind of application and the use of of the intelligent technologies, you briefly touched on a a few examples, which I'd love for us to explore in, in some more detail. So as we move towards the end of today's cast, would you mind maybe sharing some industry-specific insight into how Capgemini has optimized their clients' operations and kind of set them up for success? Sure. I already mentioned a couple of examples on how you can have a vendor qualification time or how you can get to zero stock of components for production. Other ones I like. A luxury fashion firm in Europe has been able to increase their profits by more than two thanks to an app that finds the best delivery location for a consumer order by complementing central warehouse stock with retail store inventory. A farm machinery manufacturer has been able to reduce by 30% its sales cycle and increase margins by 60% thanks to a pricing configuration capability using CPQ connected through SubCloud platform to the planning and production process in S4HANA. And the one I like most is our current journey with a global producer of fertilizers, who is seeking ways to fully servitize its business and sell crop productivity services instead of fertilizers. This is what I call changing business model. And you will hear more stories around automotive in one of our upcoming podcasts. Well, thank you, Elisabetta. There were a handful of great examples, which also gave us a peek into some key industries and applications, which we'll be continuing to explore in more detail across upcoming casts. But for now, this brings us to the end of uh, today's episode on the Intelligent Enterprise. So thank you for, for sharing your valuable expertise and insight. And I look forward to speaking with you again in the coming weeks. I hope our listeners have enjoyed this journey on what we mean by renewable enterprise and how we really make it happen. And if you're new to our podcast, don't forget to hit the like, share or follow button to get notifications for the next episode in our Renewable Enterprise podcast series. And you can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.